Hey guys, uh, welcome again to the Brain Dump Podcast. This is your host, Ron, and then I have a pretty special guest today. Um, her name is Francie. Um, we met from um, uh, my friend Kyle, and we've known each other for, I think, a few months now, maybe a little bit longer. And she is cool. She's from Texas, and I'm just going to like ask her you know, a little bit about herself and then um, just sort of like dive into life and stuff like that. So, um, hey, Francie, how are you today? Hey, I'm great. How are you, Ron? Awesome. I'm doing pretty well. Um, it's been an interesting start to the year so far. We've had like a lot of rain, which like never happens here. Um, yeah. Did you, when did you uh, move here again from from Texas? I moved here in August of 2021 um, for graduate school. Um, so it's been a minute. I'm still not over the honeymoon phase, though. I love it here, except when it rains. Then I'm like, why? <laughs> California, what? <laughs> yeah. Is Texas like that? Like, I don't know, like, where you're from in Texas. Was it, like, more of a city? Was it more, like, rural? Or what was it like? Yeah, I'm from Dallas, which is pretty similar to los angeles honestly in a lot of ways because it's like a big urban sprawl um but not as cool los angeles is cooler um and bigger and there's more movie stuff and there's the beach and generally better weather um but like the the weather in dallas is super capricious like it'll be like you know in the winter it'll be like 41 day and like 80 <laughs> you know two days wow. later um and i really love the consistency of california weather for the most part so this you're right like this year has been a little weird so far because it, it was raining for like a week and that was not i love the sunshine i'm oh. like to it and like that's one of my favorite parts about living in california is like <laughs> consistent vitamin d all the time um i think it yeah. definitely has a big effect on like my my mood and productivity. Yeah. do you find that that's like with, with you, does it affect your productivity when it rains or like how you feel? I think I have like a love-hate relationship with it because I feel like we need the rain here because True. we've had such a doubt, drought for a long time. And I've lived in California for, I think, almost like 10 years now. And I like the rain because it doesn't come that much. So yeah. when it does come, I like like it because i feel like it like sort of refreshes like the ground and like the environment and everything which is like it just feels good like i feel like it's like, yeah everything um yeah we have like a lot of fires that i wasn't i was like sort of like yeah. oh, you know like we're burning up and stuff so i don't know it's i think it's nice like i like the rain um yeah but yeah no, I feel I... Like you just don't get it that much so mm -hmm. but i get that you're from a from texas and it's like yeah it's nice to have sunshine because i think that's why kyle like moved here he was like really tired of it like and yeah he, like, he like would talk about how he like hated it after a while and, like, yeah that's something that you know i've talked about a lot because i um when i was moving here from texas i i actually when i when i applied to grad school i um applied to um school in california where i ended up and uh, nyu which is where kyle went for undergrad and um it was a you know big decision like which one i was going to pick and for many reasons i eventually picked um 
Chapman in in, in OC. But um, it's been very like affirming to hear him say like how hard the the winters were in New York. Because I'm like, oh, I made the right choice. Like it just wouldn't have been good for my mental health. Like I love New York for sure, but those winters are brutal. Especially, I think for me, it's not so much the rain. Like I can appreciate a little bit of rain. It's like the cold and the dark. And just like how long that lasts that can start really having an effect on me. I lived in Switzerland for a little bit in high school. So my family lived there for a bit. And um, <laughs> the, that weather was was rough. I mean, it got like dark at like 3.30 p.m. And I, in the winter and it was just like, oh, OK, <laughs> this is something that I should know about myself. That this this affects me. <laughs> I might need to live in a place with sunshine. So. That's cool. I didn't know you lived in uh, Switzerland. So that was just sort of like your family was mm-hmm. like work or something like that. Or Yeah. Yeah. My dad had um, had a job there. Um, and so it was my senior year of high school um, that we moved there. And yeah, it was really cool. Got to travel a lot, whatnot. But um, I definitely, my favorite part was getting to travel to the more like, Switzerland is great if you love like snow sports and that yeah. kind of thing and it's it's beautiful and but it's it's very like bucolic and um yeah like I was definitely I think my favorite part about living in Switzerland um was its proximity to like Italy and France and all the stuff like around it that was more my vibe <laughs> um no no hate to Switzerland I, I I do love it but I'm I'm definitely more of like a I don't know. I want to go hang out and like on the like Amalfi Coast or something. <laughs> yeah, something sunny. Yeah, yeah, or like a big city with lots of museums, that kind of a thing. What's yeah. like? Do you have like a favorite place in the world, or like, I, sort of, like, do. like I do, and it's such an English major answer. I was I studied English in undergrad. Um, it's Verona, Italy. Not just because the Romeo and Juliet thing. Um, I've been. I initially <laughs> went there. It was. Gosh, I think it was my graduation trip. My mom was like, we can go wherever you want. And we were really close to Italy. And I was like, you know, about to go study English. And I was like, I want to go to Verona, you know, like where Romeo and Juliet is based. And, you know, of course, that's like fun, but it's mostly like a tourist thing. Um, But it is genuinely one of the most beautiful cities. It's in like northern um, Italy-ish. And it's just very like... It's just beautiful. Like the, the the mountains in the in the background and the food is delicious. I also appreciate, even if it's cheesy, a little bit of like a literary vibe. Like <laughs> um you can buy that. Like, <laughs> like I I love it's funny, I was talking about this with Kyle the other day. Um, I love traveling with a book or a movie that is that takes place in a certain city in mind. Like, because I'm such a like cinephile and like bibliophile like i love i love stories books movies tv shows and i love like i love traveling and combining the two like oh i love um oh what's a good example like uh in middle school this was actually my my dad's trip but my dad is like really obsessed with the movie jaws and we went to martha's vineyard where the movie was filmed and like went to all the spots it was filmed and it was like the best way to travel like with sort of a, a movie in mind to interact with. Um, my favorite movie is called A Room with a View and it's set in Florence. And I went to Florence after seeing that movie and that was really amazing. And I feel like I have the most like, um, like lasting memories of travel when I'm engaging with sort of a some film or book text 
while I'm traveling, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. That's cool. So I didn't I didn't know that about you. So you really like movies and books and you like to go to these places like it's almost like you're like uncovering something like you're getting like more context yeah yeah no it definitely is I um there's like it's like you're um sort of I I I just I do film studies and we do like a lot of like film theory and that kind of stuff. And there's this like concept, I'm probably butchering it, but it's like um how viewers of cinema are like tourists in the like film space. Um okay. and how like the, in turn interacting with the space outside of the film can be influenced by that film experience. Um and so I I don't know if it's like, this is like an official term, but like, I, I think of it as like cinematic mapping of places because I have the, the these like almost rose colored glasses or just cinematic glasses, little 3d glasses. Like you wear an avatar. Um, when I go to a, to a place that, you know, where a, a thing that I love was filmed. Um, and so all that being said with, with something like Verona, you know, people are like, oh, well it's, you know, they have like, like fake Juliet's balcony or whatever. But to me, it's still cool to be around like you know whether or not it's real like there's there's sort of a a an atmosphere storytelling in the air and like appreciation for that and it's just fun it, it it's a exciting romantic way to interact with a place yeah that's cool yeah isn't isn't there that place like or somewhere in like washington that like twilight was yes <laughs> yeah i thought yeah. that was funny yeah I <laughs> oh, see I have a lot of yeah they'll come up on my Instagram feed like I have a lot of friends yeah. will like you know go to I think it's Seattle I want to say it's some town um yeah. or no it's Forks Washington that, that's a real oh, okay yeah um yeah if I ever found myself near Forks I would totally do that and I would have a fun time doing it I'm not even a huge Twilight fan but it's you know it's fun fun way to interact with the place it's also, living in Los Angeles has been really awesome for that too, because like, yeah, there's a lot of movies. movies are filmed here, and it's so much fun. It never gets old. Like every time I see the Hollywood sign, I'm like, oh my god, this is like all of these things that you know I grew up watching. Um, I'm sure it will get you know less shiny eventually, but hasn't yet. So that's good. Yeah. Um, do you, how did you transition, sort of? from english to cinema um it was pretty like natural for me because um just like analyzing criticizing books and and doing the same with a film text like it's it's all the same language um to me at least and i, and I think it's it's adjacent in sort of academics um, sort of looking at things through different lenses and whatnot. Um, and because I went into film studies, which it was not as much like the production stuff or at all the production stuff. It was very much like, I mean, I always explain to people, it's like an English degree for film. Like you're reading yeah. text or you're reading film like a text, basically, like a visual text. Um, and so it all, it always felt pretty like, it didn't feel like a huge transition to me, um, but it's been really exciting to 
apply that to more like production-based stuff like like the thing that you and I did together that we acted in together like I'd never like been on like a set like that um even like a DIY thing like not at all you know I'm I just sit in my apartment and write my little essays you know and uh it was so cool to like see that like um all that theory that I that I read like actually have something to apply it to (laughs) in like a context um so yeah that's been honestly like more of a a shift in the past few months that I've been really enjoying um getting into that side of things cool yeah yourself like long I guess like in the future like working on more production stuff or or do you like see yourself doing yeah I hope so um I am I'm kind of trying to remain open right now to different possibilities. I graduate in May um, and I'm hoping to work actually at the Academy Museum or something like that um, and sort of curate for exhibitions there, Um, which, you know, for those who are listening, the the Academy Museum is like a a motion picture, arts, moving image, whatever, um, museum that opened last year in Los Angeles. but I've been getting more into like the idea of doing development. I'm doing a development internship this um, semester, um, doing producing, um, that kind of a thing. I, I think it's it's been really awesome for me to try lots of different things yeah, adjacent to, to what I'm studying um, because I feel like that will ultimately having sort of an, an interdisciplinary training um I think will inform whatever I do decide to do and I'm hoping that I can do more than just one thing I've always felt like sounds douchey but a renaissance woman you know I want to do all the things I want to just create and read and like (laughs) yeah I feel the same way with my stuff yeah you you do a bunch of different stuff yeah like I I do music I actually studied theater in like in um college and then I you know I do this um yeah I do I don't know I feel like I did and you like I do acting and like I did like the sound yeah which is because I have like an audio background so I like doing like sound and stuff but I've always just been into acting you know yeah yeah no me too form in itself like even before I like knew what movies were like like I knew what movies were but even before like I was never like really a nerd about movies I sort of like learned about them after I started acting mm, yeah in terms of like oh these are like this is like good acting or this yeah. is like good movies like especially like with Kyle and Gianni and stuff because they're like so into like films that yeah they like taught me a lot about film and stuff because I feel like before that I was just really into like whatever blockbusters were, were out like mm. Star Wars stuff or like yeah Marvel stuff or like and I feel like now it's like my taste is like so much more like nuanced and like what I like. Yeah. Yeah. And just from acting and just like meeting other people into it. And they're like, oh, I was really inspired by this thing and I've like never heard of it. So then mm-hmm. I would go down this rabbit hole of watching like this director. And yeah, like, oh, this is like amazing. Like, I can't believe I didn't watch this. For, yeah. You know, I didn't grow, you know, I missed, I didn't watch this for like 10 years. And now this is like one of my favorite movies. Right. But it's like it'll be stuff that like everyone has seen, but I just like didn't get it for some reason. Yeah, no, I I totally feel you. I 
feel like I've I've also always loved acting and always did theater and I wanted to do musical theater for a while. Um, and so I was very into that. I was always really into movies and especially horror movies. I was always very into them. Um, and I've always considered myself someone who knows a lot about movies, but then coming to film school, I'm like, whoa, there's like a whole world out there that I just don't know. And it's been so awesome learning from people. Um, Kyle, you mentioned included like his favorite directors and um it's just yeah it's it's a whole language and it's um it's really enlightening to like learn about uh the different ways that you know you can make movies and different cultures can make movies and yeah it's it's been really awesome there are so many different ways to like enjoy film and art but i feel like i've really been leaning into just like trying to watch a lot of different movies and like the way that I feel like my like brain has grown <laughs> and like when I, like how I like interact differently when I watch movies just from having watched like you know more movies basically and more like from more like varied directors like it's been super super rewarding and that's something too that like in my development internship like when we do script coverage of um feature films and development like they it's sort of you communicate to other to, to you know your whoever you're working with um, about the film as like, it's like this meets this. It's like this director does this. Like I did one and uh, recently where I framed it as it was like, it was like the lighthouse meets Pearl, you know? And it, but it was so like helpful to like know all those movies um, because it's a whole language and the people who know, know, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, it's been super awesome just being in LA watching movies (laughs) yeah that's cool um what do you i guess like i'm curious like what do you think is like the most important thing about like what makes a movie good like what what are some of your favorite movies um or one just pick one like what's like one of your favorite movies and like what what do you think makes it so good because i'm curious about about like you know someone who studies like cinema studies like what what to you makes something like amazing so i think what i um (laughs) i always i always found myself drawn to um two different kinds of movies and it wasn't until i went to films that or to film school that i sort of developed the language to like figure out why i was into them because i always thought it seemed really weird that I was I'm basically into like really messed up horror movies and like super melodramatic romantic period pieces those are always like my favorite things like 2005 Pride and Prejudice um mm-hmm. you know, uh my favorite movie is, is a, a Room with a View um any sort of like literary adaptation you know uh that kind of a thing and then like Possession 1981 David Cronenberg shit like those were always my favorites. And I was like, that's kind of weird. What, <laughs> why am I so drawn to those things? And when I went to um, uh, film school, we started studying this thing called um, the body genres, which is um, a theory by this British film theorist, psychoanalyst, uh, Linda Williams. And she basically talks about these types of movies that just are all about your senses are all about your body being like really involved in the film watching experience like it's not so much intellectual like obviously you can intellectualize those movies and you know like think about them for hours on end but while you're watching them 
it's like an intoxicating, like sensory experience, if that makes sense. And I was like, oh, so that's why I like, you know, these really like, um, sort of intense movies in some way, even though it seems quite different, like these romantic movies and these horror movies, they actually aren't that different because they're, they're both kind of trying to elicit a very specific emotion, um, and sort of like almost physical emotional experience. Um, and so to me, my favorite kinds of movies are movies where like, I just am like, I just like feel them, if that makes sense. I'm, I'm very much like, I'm in my head a lot of the time. I'm anxious about things. I worry about things. And when I sit down in a movie and I just feel like completely part of that world and I'm not in my own head anymore, I'm like, that's a good movie. That's cool. that's successful. Um, obviously, I can appreciate like a really slow, thoughtful movie where there's just a lot of dialogue and it's just about like, you know, thinking about things and it's existential and all this stuff. Like, I I love those movies, too. But my favorite movies are definitely the ones where like I feel like I truly like escape because they're so like just all enveloping if that is that is that a word? Yeah. <laughs> if that makes sense. Just intoxicants. So it's like almost like it's almost something that it's underneath the surface of like the genre. Like it can it can, you know, that can be present in like different genres like on the surface but it's more of like an underlying i don't know the word like feeling or um i guess method of like connecting with a viewer Mm -hmm. that's cross that can be in many different genres or types so yeah the surface you're like wait why do i like all these different movies but yeah you did you 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 know you've, you did the research and you're like oh this is why because they all have this in common yeah yeah i think it's about the sort of methodologies that they use and the way that they try to connect with the viewer in one way or another that is actually more similar than it might appear yeah that's really cool because yeah. i i feel like i don't know what type of movies i really like and that, i don't know it's something for me to explore i guess yeah because <laughs> i like all these different types of movies and yeah do you have like a favorite or what are some of your favorite movies um i like i really like the star wars prequels the prequels okay yeah. i mean i loved those two my favorite was always uh phantom menace you know yeah, I, mean, I, love phantom menace. Yeah. I grew up and you know that's apparently like the worst one which like i can see that now from like an analytical lens i'm like oh yeah that's a pretty bad movie but man it's fun and the costumes natalie portman's costumes they're great yeah i guess some recent ones that i liked i really like interstellar yeah um i liked uh call me by your name a lot oh yeah i yeah. loved um uh 1917 i really liked okay i haven't seen that one yeah that one's pretty interesting um, mm. the northman i really liked um i don't know i know there's a lot more and i know i'm missing a lot of like comedies and stuff that i also really enjoy but yeah i don't know i like a lot of different movies yeah it uh, seems like yeah. from that list at least it seems like you like films with um like a, a big like scope like yeah, they, so. they're they're sweeping and um are kind of world building in some way mm-hmm. um yeah 
I, that's that's the thread that I see. Obviously, you know, there are probably lots of other movies that don't fit that that you like, but um, yeah. Which yeah. I feel like that's like a pretty common theme. And the, I mean, there's a reason why like the sort of blockbusters are are so popular because they are um, building. Yeah, world building in in some way. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And like, I think I liked. I really like the movie Babylon too. That like movie mm, okay. came out. Um, I thought it was really interesting. Yeah. yeah, I like a lot of different movies, and I hope that movies remain interesting. And <laughs> yeah, no, me too. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I feel like a few years ago, and like maybe it's like as you get older too, you sort of like start to see how everything is like piggybacking off of yeah each other and like oh this is just this story yeah written in a oh yeah way. and like that was really frustrating for me as a consumer when i first mm-hmm. I was like, oh i've seen this before like this yeah. is new anymore and like yeah 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 well i i feel like it's more about like because I, I totally feel that um especially when you have like like a lot of blockbusters just feel like sort of warmed over at the same thing but i i think that it's not so much about trying to think of a completely original story because I don't think that exists as it is about like telling it in a fresh way. Um, Cause I, I feel like, you know, at the end of the day, like we all have like, I don't know if you want to get like psychoanalytic about it, like the sort of union archetypes, you know, that we're all, the, all these cultures have like similar stories and fairy tales that we're basically just recycling over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it's all about like doing something different with it, I guess. Um, but it definitely can be frustrating, especially um, when, like, for me, I mean, not to hate on Marvel or anything, but for me, those can be frustrating because it's like, it's very clearly become like a money grab. And like, it's not so much about like telling a fresh story as it is. They just, they want, they're feeding us the same thing because they know that we'll pay for it. Um, and that feels frustrating. I I think that like, there's a way that like, sort of the Hollywood blockbuster can feel a little patronizing in that way. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, that's my two cents on that. But, Uh, but like, I know, especially with like horror movies, like everything is always referencing something like, and I think genre movies just in, in general, like they have these like setups right and and like these these tropes and these archetypal characters and it's sort of all about like unpacking and referencing it's very meta inherently genre is like meta right and um that's what makes it interesting right Mm -hmm. like you wouldn't find like a lot of the newer horror movies to be so interesting if you hadn't appreciated the older stuff and saw what that was referencing so yeah there's a lot of older ho- ho- horror movies i haven't seen um i don't know like i've like i've heard of like the shining i haven't seen that and i feel like i should see that because i think kyle not kyle uh ryan played a clip of it for us and i was like wow that's like it just looks so interesting to me and i'm like oh yeah. obviously like everyone here has seen this except for me and i just <laughs> i just felt oh. like yeah i just felt like so weird because like sometimes like i'll be in a room and i like 
everyone's like yeah you remember like this and like everyone has like remembered it and like i haven't seen it i'm just like dang like oh i totally feel you i get weird anxiety about that and i feel like i've like seen a lot of movies but there are a few big ones that i just haven't seen and like i i always get like nervous when everyone's like oh you know this and i'm like no my my big one is i haven't seen um taxi driver oh yeah i've seen that like now it's like it almost feels too late. I know that it's not, but like, I'm like, I've like put all this like pressure on it now. And I'm like, Oh, I haven't seen it. Like, it just makes me anxious. <laughs> I haven't seen it, Which is silly. Um, but I, I do feel like sometimes in Hollywood, you, you can kind of get imposter syndrome. Like, why has everyone seen this or done this? And I haven't, but there's so much out there. There's so much out there. There's yeah. movies that you've seen, you know, and, and that a, a lot of people haven't seen and whatnot, or you've been doing other things. Like, you know, some people, they just like watch movies. Yes, yeah, like people watch movies. And like, I have a friend who like literally doesn't watch movies. Like, yeah, I saw a movie like a year ago. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, everyone's doing their own thing. So, yeah. yeah. But The Shining is good. I would definitely recommend it. Cool. Yeah. Um, do you do you see yourself like? Is there any like movie that you have that you want to see or like? Some, I guess, like, I don't know how to ask this, but, like, some type of movie that you want to happen or, like, to cover a certain thing that you just haven't seen anyone do yet, like. Hmm. I think I want more. I want more horror movies like Pearl <laughs> that are, like that use which have you seen pearl no i was gonna ask about it i'm obsessed with it but it basically it it uses um sort of horror aesthetics and horror plot devices to actually like unpack um characters that the characters within the movie in a very empathetic way it's more of a like drama kind of hiding behind the horror genre if that makes sense um a similar uh or uh, it's a horror show that does that is the haunting of hill house where it's it's actually about the people um in it it's it's but it's using horror to sort of explore like these human fears that we all have um and i just i, I want more of that because there's so much there's so much bad horror and i get that that's like fun in its own way but there's so much there can be such a lack of humanity in horror and there can also be a lot of like misogyny in horror famously um and a lot of really sort of othering i guess in horror because it's such a um effective genre and it inherently uh reflects what a society fears in some way right yeah unless it's unless it's critical or or revisionist or subversive in some way um so i i guess i, I want more subversive horror that is like goes beyond the surface of just like Ah, it's scary when this happens. You know, jump scare. Whoa, you know. Yeah, and then like the cops show up at the end. Yeah, yeah. No, exactly. And you know, usually like the the killer is some form of like deviant woman or something. You know, and like it's just it's all just very. I mean, I don't. Have you seen like Cabin in the Woods? Um, I don't think so. I've heard of it though. Okay, well, it's like a horror satire, and it sort of unpacks all the like funny little tropes that. Um, a lot of horror movies have and like they're super fun but um 
you know, after a while, I'm like, oh, come on, come on, guys. Like, <laughs> let's get deeper, which honestly, like, I do want more of that, but I have been impressed the last few years with um, all the horror that's come out. I think it's been super thoughtful. Hereditary was a great example of a horror movie. That's so funny. Someone, I was on a hike with my friend this morning and she told me about Hereditary. Like she yeah. told me to watch that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I really need to watch it. So. It's wild. Have you seen Midsommar? Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's like, because Midsommar is like a horror movie, but it's really about grief right and like the sort of ending of a relationship and the sort of seduction of this cult on this vulnerable girl um and that's yeah just i i love i love horror movies that, that have a lot of humanity in them like that yeah but more of that please hollywood yeah i want to feel weird after i get out of the movie yeah yeah <laughs> yeah you want to feel a little like you want to feel moved and, and <laughs> you know, in some way, not yeah. just kind of like cheap thrills, you know, I mean, there's nothing wrong with just watching movie for fun or whatever, but I think ultimately having like a, some sort of transcendent interaction with, with the story um, mm-hmm. is, is ultimately kind of, kind of the goal, right? Yeah. Like, it does I, it without you having to work too hard as a spectator. That's why I love horror because like, it's such a body genre that like you can be really like disturbed and moved and be thinking about this movie for so long afterwards but you were just sitting there and taking it in you know like you weren't it was it wasn't like work for you that yeah. makes sense. it's like in your face yeah yeah exactly yeah i remember when i was young i saw terminator one and two and to me like <laughs> That was like an action movie, but to me, that was like the scariest thing yeah. I've ever seen. Like, you know, I've never like, seen Terminator. Like, because it's so like dystopian and it's about yeah. like, the world being taken over by machines. And to me, that's like literally like the landscape of it is just like the scariest thing imaginable. Yeah. Like, my like young body that was just like terrifying. Like I couldn't sleep after I watched it. Yeah. You know, I've never seen Terminator. And which is funny because Kyle is uh, named after um the, the main guy from Terminator. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Isn't yeah. that funny? But I've just never seen it. Honestly, when I was little, I was like, ah, it's a boy movie. You know, I I let my I have two younger brothers. I let them watch it. I was like, that doesn't sound like it's for me. But now I regret it. Like I should have watched it and I plan to soon. Um, just haven't gotten around to it, but because it's like an action movie, but like the things that it like forces you to like consider are like mm. frightening. <laughs> yeah, I mean, kind of like um, is it is it like Blade Runner? A little, yeah. It's like yeah. Blade Runner. It's like yeah. dystopian. It's just like you hope to God that the future isn't like that. Right. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, I also really like Dune, uh, the the new one. Yeah, um, I thought the the score was really awesome, and I thought the um, I really like that director Dennis uh, Villeneuve, however you say his name, because he makes like the weirdest like environments and stuff, and just everything is so eerie and like. What else has he done? I'm actually not sure. Th- he did Blade Runner, the newer one. Oh, oh I like, loved right? that movie. Yeah. I love. I actually, I actually like it better than the old one. Um, yeah. yeah, he did that, and he just does like really sort of ominous-looking stuff. Mm-hmm. 
but it's like cool yeah it's freaky it's more just like wow that's that looks sick like yeah it's very atmospheric or at least uh at least dune and blade runner 2049 they had a similar sort of like atmosphere and sort of like the the drama came from that building that that atmosphere as opposed to just like a bunch of shooting or like you know like it, it's uh, it's more like simmering i feel like the pace of both those movies they're both like slow paced but like yeah. not boring at all yeah like i really i really love like sci-fi i think yeah. and i like yeah. sci-fi that's sort of like off beat yeah like, yeah a little bit totally. like mysterious and like grand and like yeah makes you yeah. feel small like yes yeah i like that no, that's definitely a good one. Have you seen um, Annihilation? Uh, no, I haven't. Definitely check that one out. I think that's my favorite, like, pure sci-fi movie that I've seen in the past few years. All right, so we were talking about Annihilation. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's just a really cool horror movie. Or horror movie. A uh, sci-fi movie um, with Natalie Portman and... Um, been a while since i've seen it but it just had like a very lasting effect on me um she's like interacting with this like sort of dystopian world um and like gosh i'm trying to remember like the specifics i'm not going to say any of this because i feel like i'm going to get it wrong so <laughs> just trust me it's good um you should definitely check it out um another one is arrival that one i really liked oh yes i i think i saw that on tv but it was very like mix is very like sort of got mixed up and like their commercial breaks and like yeah. Really, oh yeah i didn't yeah. get into it into it i just like yeah 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 um yeah i know those kind of movies are definitely like definitely need to just sit with them without commercials yeah but, yeah um do you get inspired by any other forms of like art like do you get inspired by like music? Do you get inspired by like yeah. work or anything like that? Yeah, I kind of love all of it. Um, it's all very connected to me. Like, I, I think that's why I've kind of been all over the place as far as my education and like what I want to do goes because um, I just I just love all of it. Um, and and I I I think that art inherently like informs art no matter the the medium so um like it's really exciting to me when i'm watching a movie and i'm like oh that like reminds me of this series of paintings that i saw at the museum the other day or a play that i saw or a book that i read um that's always really exciting for me i think that's one of the reasons that i think it would be really cool to be a and i hope to be um like a work in a museum like do museum curation um just because that's sort of it's required that you see those like overarching themes, um, yeah. artistic themes um, within a medium, but also like what maybe inspired it outside of the medium. Um, but yeah, big, big music fan. I, I did a lot of music growing up and um, did a lot of singing. And uh, that was always very cool for me. Yeah, uh, yeah I love, love painting, love museums. Um, obviously books since i was an english major um but yeah you're like a big music guy so like what kind of music do you like yeah you overlapping I like a lot i like a lot of i listen to like a lot of hip-hop i listen to 
a lot of like EDM music, like electronic mm-hmm. music. Okay. Um, I'll listen. I'll like occasionally listen to like you know classical music or like scores. Yeah. Um, I really like listening to music from like other countries, like popular music from other countries. Mm-hmm. Like that's coming out like now. That's I really. Oh, that's cool. Like seeing what's out there. Yeah. Internationally, I think is really interesting. Yeah. Um, but there are a ton of artists that like, you know, that you, you're talking about how like you, you felt bad that you like didn't, you know, know certain movies, but I bet like there's so much music that you know that other people don't just. Yeah, there's a lot of music that I know and that I yeah. like and that like other people just like don't know and they like maybe don't like either. <laughs> like, yeah. It's, it's yeah. So like my little niche of like stuff yeah. that like no one knows about it. Like Yeah. <laughs> That's so cool though. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm like a big music head. I'm like listening to music like all the time. And, yeah. Like, always yeah. Trying to, like, curate my playlist and find like new new songs and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I should follow you on Spotify. Yeah, you can follow me on Spotify. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll like follow each other. But yeah, I love like there's a lot of like Swedish and like Norwegian music that I've been really into recently. Oh, cool. Um, like pop music and stuff. Do you like um I think she's Nor- She's Norwegian or Swedish? Oops, I don't know which one. She, uh, her name's Aurora. Oh yeah, I know who that is. I love her. She's amazing. Obviously, you know, pretty international because she sings in English. But well, in my my favorite Swedish group, ABBA. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They're my favorite. Yeah, it's crazy. Like a lot of you know, so many artists from that area. Like they they you know they'll sing in like English and. Mm-hmm perfect what he can't yeah. at all yeah yeah for sure which is cool because i don't know it's so cool like how i guess like people in europe in just other places like know more than one language like yeah but i feel like in america it's like we don't really have to like we can no, just get by without just... really knowing that and yeah it's like... pretty cringe tbh when you're <laughs> and you're like sorry I'm american yeah, it was just like you just feel like unsophisticated. Yeah, oh yeah, I feel you. That's hard. And then like you try, like I don't know, I took French and really would try to like speak it when I went to France and stuff, but like they just switched to English. Just, like, what are you doing? Like, yeah, like no, I'll just speak English. Dean, I'm like, please, I want to practice. Yeah, I feel the same way because like I learned French. I took French in high school, and like, like when I try to speak it, I'm always like, it's so bad. Like. It's yeah like but i can like i think the good thing about it is like i can like sort of read i'm better at like reading it and like understanding it but if it's like yeah. real time like someone talking to me oh, yeah. Freeze yeah. Out. It's, like, so, yeah yeah no i'm the same way and there's definitely still value though and like and being able to read and at least like like the the um the skills that you're using to learn a language are you know important and and um beneficial even if you don't become like perfectly fluent yeah i think so i remember learning a lot about like english like the english language through learning about french because like learning all of like grammar stuff like i didn't know that like what the like subjunctive and uh past past tense all all the different i mean i knew past tense was like all the different like uh, the hyper specific stuff that we would learn in french like all right now we're doing like this grammar thing and like i hadn't learned that in english and so i was like oh cool like I didn't even know that, that was that was that that was what that was called. Um, so that was kind of cool. I remember. 
I, I got a lot out of my French classes. I wish that I um, had a reason to like keep speaking it, but yeah, it's it's interesting like learning other languages. And mm -hmm. I learned like Japanese too in in college. Like I took some okay. Japanese classes, and that was really interesting because like you have to learn the writing too, which is like a whole another thing. Yeah, like, yeah like so much time just learning how to like read everything and like write everything yeah like it feels like you're in like yeah again you're like okay like write this yeah. like character over and over again until you like get it yeah yeah but yeah with like french wow. yeah. stuff or like western languages it's like so it's not so similar to english but it's like at least you have the like, more similar yeah and yeah yeah for sure like there's some common words like there's a lot of words that are like sort of similar in english mm -hmm. like latin yeah. you're like oh i i recognize right. That. yeah right like, it's yeah. crazy how language changes to like and we like different languages like borrow words from each other and stuff it's like yeah yeah no it is it's it's pretty crazy and like all the different like sort of slang that different language or that languages develop in different ways and yeah it's yeah. pretty crazy yeah, it's cool. Even just English, like, you know, you try to read, like, English from forever ago, and you're like, is that even English? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, are you, like, you watch, like, old videos of, like, people talking, and they just, like, sound alien? Or, like, yeah. Even yeah. Though it's, like, no, for sure. Like... Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's fascinating. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's cool. Um, so we talked about movies. Mm-hmm. We talked about books i think actually we didn't talk that much what what's like some of your what are, do you have like a favorite novel or like a favorite book that you like um i i like um like the old victorian shit like thomas hardy um test of the d'urbervilles um i just read orlando by virginia wolf which was really awesome thanks for the wreck kyle um I like, uh, yeah, like Jane Austen, Pride and Prejudice, that kind of thing, that sort of period of literature. Um, I'm not a big like re-reader of novels. Mm -hmm. Like, so like, I don't have like one that I like return to over and over again, like I do movies, um, cause I'm always just trying to read more. But I think like one of my favorite books that I've read is A Tale of Two Cities by, Charles Dickens. Okay, um, cool. I've heard about that. I haven't read. I read that. Though. Great. I love a French Revolution book. Um, but yeah, they're they're just those books that you read. Like I read that in high school, and I still remember like every detail about it because it was just like so impactful to me. Um, I'm also a really big Shakespeare fan, so that's not a novel. Obviously, those are plays. <laughs> um, you know, I I read a lot of them, mm -hmm. so yeah. And then I was also pretty into like poetry. Um, so read a lot of Sylvia Plath, that kind of thing. Okay, cool. Yeah. The, oh, another novel I love is The Bell Jar, says every English major girl. Oh, okay, what is so, that? What is that? Why is it so, oh. why is it so prolific in the English? Yeah, no, it, it's kind of a meme of like, you know, okay. the, the, uh, the, the sad literary girls love The Bell Jar. It's, it's just a, um, it's a novel by a, do you know who Sylvia Plath is? um i've heard the name i sh probably should know who it is but no no i mean it's so. you know fairly esoteric um she is a um 
and a poet and novelist and um she lived in new england and and she wrote mostly in like oh gosh i think the mid 20th century and um yeah it's it's just sort of a, her her um her her work is very confessional and she she had a lot of stuff going on <laughs> and um <laughs> and uh it, it's it deals pretty in, intimately with like mental health and mental illness and depression and sort of like the experience of of being a a, a woman with you know and, and sort of the, the mental health crises that you know maybe occur <laughs> simultaneously with that and um yeah 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 so she's just wrote a lot about that kind of stuff but i think i think she's most known for her confessional poetry which is very very like hyper personal and and emotional um but not like the insta poetry that you see today it was like it's like good it was good <laughs> it was like yeah actually pretty impressive stuff um but yeah her novel is just like about like a girl that is like figuring her shit out and i think it was sort of refreshing at the time of just being like very frank about what it was there, there wasn't like a huge like narrative you know it was just like what it was if that makes sense like it was it was it's very much about like a just typical woman going through life so it's sort of like a fiction but it's sort of based off of like her real mm -hmm. yeah exactly yeah that's cool yeah 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 uh, um have you ever like done any writing like long form right not just for school but like you know have you ever written anything like fiction or um yeah I've I've dabbled in poetry I'm not very good but um I find it fun <laughs> so yeah I've done poetry that's cool. pretty much it though I've never written like a novel or anything like that or a short story um most of my writing admittedly is is academic is essays and stuff like that but I've I've found poetry to be a a nice um sort of like diary almost at times sort of a, a more interesting way to to write your thoughts and feelings or sort of just reflections on things so nothing that I would or probably nothing that I would like try to publish or anything but yeah yeah How about you have you written anything um no I'm I've I feel like I tried to write a book once and then I just it was like horrible so I just like yeah no it's hard I had a phase, I had a phase where I wrote a lot of like a book and then like sort of a fiction story, but then I like didn't think about the ending at all. I was just like, I'm yeah. just gonna write. Like, and then yeah, I, yeah. I was like, oh, there's like no way to end this, right? I have to like, yeah. Like, if I wanted, if I want this to be published, I have to like do the, like literally like reconstruct the whole thing. Yeah. So up on it. And then I started like doing music and I was like, oh, this is fun. Yeah. Hey, yeah. I mean, you could, it's like the, the, <laughs> the like beat generation or whatever like their whole thing was like don't edit just like literally just write and then publish it like um i it like slipped my mind though i i am i am writing a screenplay with kyle which is pretty cool so that's the that's been fun that's, that's another cool. creative thing yeah, i feel like screenplays are so interesting because you're working within the confines of like like it's yeah. so much more measured and like yeah there's there's some structure to it but it's also dauntingly unstructured in some ways because you could do anything like the, the, the like form is very specific but like it, it definitely like like you're just writing i mean just like writing a novel or something like you're just writing from scratch like the, the storytelling itself is still pretty like open 
yeah, you still you still feel pretty exposed <laughs> and sort yeah. of like, you know, you could do anything and so much could go wrong and so much, you know, could could just make all these different decisions. And um, yeah, but it is nice having like the structure of it. Yeah, I've been really getting into like writing more pop music and stuff and you mm -hmm. feel you know you listen to enough music and you feel like you know every song has like a similar structure and you like yeah the structure of it yeah and then you learn like how this how you tell a story through this song yeah it's very like similar to that and mm -hmm. like trying to tell a story or like capture a moment in a piece of music and, yeah like, yeah and you know now that you know there's so much technology behind music it's it's really i feel like democratize it to where like anyone can make a really good song like by themselves like in their room mm. which is like really cool I think. yeah do you think that's like a good thing ultimately i think it's a good thing because i think it's like it's it's like less of a barrier for people creating stuff mm -hmm. i think there is calling declined <laughs> we'll talk to you later yeah or i think i think the bad thing about it is that um you get really into the computer like as a producer and you mm -hmm. don't play as much i mean some people play you know guitar and like instruments but it's so easy to just do everything here and you don't get to experience like you know forming a band or like you know playing in a garage like mm -hmm. people used to and like you still can do that but i think a lot of people find it easier to just make music in their room and you can learn a lot of stuff on youtube like there's yeah. so many videos on youtube of like okay, yeah this is how you make this type of song this is how you make yeah and it's like it's sort of really cool because there's so many people doing it now and it's like there's communities on like reddit like yeah the um artists that you like and like maybe they'll respond yeah. and like I don't know. I think it's really cool, honestly. And I think that like anyone can be, you know, become an artist if they like want to. Yeah, of course. Yeah, which is cool. Yeah. Um, but I do wish, like, I do wish I had more of a formal music education sometimes because I'm like, there's a lot of music theory stuff that I like. Mm. Don't, so I just like wing it or I like, yeah, use like, um, chord packs or something or like yeah stuff together like use a lot of samples which yeah but i think that everyone has their own way and like you're you just have to accept whatever your voice yeah is. no for sure yeah and they're like great artists that like was it like bruce springsteen doesn't even know how to read music or something and yeah but then you know obviously you have musicians who do have a lot of that formal training and it's sort of their own thing but yeah i think like formal training you know if it colors like sort of like how you do something and you know there's great artists who have formal training and there's great artists who don't mm -hmm. you know as long as they work hard i feel like there's something there totally totally yeah yeah well, i mean it's like filmmakers too you know like you have people who went to film school and that worked great for them and then you have people who just like dropped out of high school and just started filming things and then mixing great so like whatever whatever sort of like environment and structure works for you yeah definitely yeah so to move on like what um do you have any plans for like the future or like the near future or anything that you're like looking forward to 
oh, I just want to graduate, just trying to <laughs> hang in there till I graduate, right, finish my thesis and like just, yeah, hopefully get a full-time job somewhere. Um, and yeah, just move on to the next phase of my life. This The past two years have been fucking awesome and um, I've loved grad school, but definitely time to move on. So yeah, yeah. Um, honestly, try not to think too far ahead because then I can just spin myself into like worrying about it. But yeah, yeah next step, graduate. Um, how many, how many more like uh, years do you have or more time? Just this semester. That's just it. Okay. Three more months. Nice. You're right. Yeah, I am so ready. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, it was like really great talking to you. Yeah, you as well. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, for sure. This was like really enlightening. And I haven't talked about really movies on here yet with someone. Oh, cool. New thing. Um, oh, yeah, is, there, is there anything you want to point people to? Or, you know, I don't know if you want to share your like social media or anything like that. Or... Yeah, okay. sure. No, I want to share my letterbox. That's what I want to do. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Ugh, wait, what is my letterbox? I should know that. <laughs> Um, I feel like that's a. You do like reviews and stuff. Sometimes, <laughs> not not. I have a. I have one of my really good friends writes like really good reviews. I just do funny one liners sometimes. Um, <laughs> but I also just like to follow people and have them follow me just so that we can like interact and I can see what they're watching and whatnot. Um, uh, it's actually my both my Instagram and my. Uh. Letterboxd are the same thing. No, wait, there are slight variances. Sorry. Okay. Letterboxd is uh, Tour de Francie, T-O-U-R-D-E-F-R-A-N-C-I-E. And Instagram is T-O-U-R underscore D-E underscore F-R-A-N-C-I-E. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. And I'll also like, you know, on YouTube and uh, Anchor, Spotify, wherever people are listening, I'll like, I'll type it under so they'll, they'll have like the link of it. Um, awesome well thank you so much again um yeah let me let me know if do you follow me on letterbox by the way or I, do i follow you i don't yeah oh, we should follow each other yeah let's do it let's, let's do, do it. it yeah <laughs> awesome yeah cool. well thank you so much for being on here it was a pleasure yeah of course um thanks thank you Ditto. yeah thanks have everybody. a good day. thanks bye all right bye